Yo, Beacon Hill, Cap Hill, First Hill, Chinatown, ID, West Side, CD, Lake City, Greenwood, Green Lake, East Lake, West Lake, Lakeview, mm, maybe even Bellevue, Belltown, Waterfront, Pioneer Square, yes sir, Atlantic, Main, Minor, yes sir, let's ride, let's shy, Broadway, Pike Place, Mount Baker to the Beach, Rainier, Cascade. Wallingford, Fremont, Uptown, Downtown, Delridge, High Point, Highland Park, Georgetown, White Center, Roosevelt, Sandpoint, Finney, Northgate, South Park, Columbia City. So what you saying, man? And what you claim, man? They got some folks leaving, got other folks coming. Somebody had to go and say something. Because you know ID, ID in the, in the town. Welcome back. It's the Find Me in Seattle podcast. My name is Connor Kaysen, your host every single week here. It is Friday, January 22nd, and I am recording from my little studio in Lower Queen Anne here in the heart of Seattle, Washington. And thank you for joining me here on the show. A uh, special shout out to those of you who are listening to the audio section podcast only. You are now the only ones listening to this portion of the show. I do record the entire show on my video camera. However, I am switching it and the audio is going to be the only place where you can listen to the entire recording because I feel like uh, how I'm speaking here is really better suited for audio. And so to give you a little inside look about what I am doing with the video now is I'm no longer going to be publishing the entire talk or rant, should I say, of my podcast on my YouTube channel. I just don't feel like I was getting enough feedback, enough people were actually watching the full 30 to 45 minutes. And I think it's kind of boring with me just sitting here talking. It really doesn't keep your attention. And so what I'm now going to do is I'm going to invest a little bit more time in the editing process. And I'm just going to chop up the Find Me in Seattle podcast into clips. So I'm hoping that every episode I get like two or three clips that I can publish throughout the week on my YouTube channel. That gives me more content that I'm constantly publishing on YouTube. Hopefully drive some more attention and uh, can work a little bit on the SEO and search and, and driving specific traffic to all those clips unless and ex instead of saying, hey, I've got this whole 30 minute conversation and the two minutes that you're looking for uh, is a scavenger hunt and go and find it. So uh, shout out to all of you that are just listening right now on the podcast. I appreciate you all and uh this section i guess is technically for you from now on and it has been a wild week it seems like every day is a wild week and that's why we do the show right so the week started off with martin luther king jr day which uh i really love that so many corporations have now adopted it as a national holiday and so many corporations and people are getting that day off and it's kind of become this uh, day of not only recognizing MLK Jr., but I, there was so much like outreach as far as just supporting the black community and in my communities about going and supporting black owned businesses on that day, uh, which is really cool just to see this become a national holiday and really for it to start to build up. And I, I don't want to say not taken seriously, but taken more seriously. And then there's starting to be like culture built up around the holiday that that encompasses um, just everyone here in America. I think that is really cool. And uh, unfortunately, owning my own business, I don't technically have the day off, uh, but I still got to appreciate all the benefits of MLK Junior Day. That day I went and supported Jerk Shack, 
there's really not a lot of black owned businesses in downtown Seattle, which uh, is surprising or not surprising, depending on the way that you look at it. But specifically when it comes to restaurants, I think they're all the only black owned restaurant in the downtown Seattle corridor. And so there's not really a lot of options if you live in that area, but jerk shack is holding their own and representing very well for their community. And uh, this time we got the, Jerk Chicken, which they've done a really good job at Jerk Shack adapting for the takeout scenario where that now they have these nice packed boxes that with the jerk chicken, spiced jerk chicken, and then rice and beans, which is great. And then some, it's like almost like a ranch sauce and a spicy sauce. Amanda also got their fish dish. Uh, it's a little expensive. I think the plates are like $25 to go, but it is a lot of food. I know uh, Amanda's was two meals worth of food. And so, um, but it's probably some of the best Caribbean food in the entire city. And so it's totally worth it. And it's great. Sporting good cause, sporting great person there. So I don't really have a problem with the price. I know I talked about them a couple of weeks ago because they did not sell gift cards. I was hoping to do a giveaway for them, but uh, I couldn't buy a gift card because their POS doesn't support it right now. Uh, but that was how kind of I celebrated MLK Junior Day by supporting them. The following uh, or that Wednesday was the inauguration of pre- now President Joe Biden, which was very exciting, a little odd uh, just to see how that all went down and see that Trump wasn't there, but then so many past other presidents were there and Mike Pence was there, but I, I think it was a, you know, a relatively shining day for America. I know personally, I am excited about the transition and where it's going to go. I wish it would have went in a better way as I assume a lot of you do as well, but that is now bygones. Trump took his last trip on air force one flying out of there. Um, you know, it's, it's the end of the Trump era, at least for now. And I'm very curious to see how history remembers this time. I think a lot of it is so fresh. I think the uh, riot on the Capitol is going to taint a lot of the image and everything that happened there. But uh, relative calm and peace around the country. I didn't hear any of like major situations happened. However, here in Seattle, we did have our own protest but it wasn't the protest that everyone expected. And it's been interesting to watch how this new, the news covers this. They actually, uh, Fox news asked the new white house press secretary, like, what does Joe Biden think of the riots that happened in Seattle and Portland? And, uh, on Wednesday, it was definitely not a riot. I would bet so many people in Seattle didn't even are still don't even know what happened that day. Uh, but as news reports and, and I was following it on Twitter and the news covered it a little bit, uh, but they said up to 150 people were gathering in downtown protesting, marching up and down. Um, it, they were called, uh, they're not Antifa, but I'm sorry. I blinked on the name. I should have written this down, but the group was, is, is pretty much, they were protesting, corporations right and so this is nothing new for us here in seattle like having groups protest may day is something that is a big happening that happens every single year here in seattle it's a big protest day and windows are always smashed on that day it's sad i don't condone it uh or i don't um 
I don't stand. Oh, man, this I, I got lost in my own thinking on the show. Sometimes just when you're talking here by yourself in the microphone, you like I, I blank on all these words and I have them in my my head. Uh, but so they smashed some windows at Amazon Go. And I believe it's in Starbucks. Uh, they went to one of the Pike Place Market. That was one uh, that was a little disappointing. But it's ridiculous. I think smashing property isn't very helpful. Um, not the right way to protest. I know people were arrested. And um, for the news corporations to compare this, anything like what happened in, in D.C. is just asinine in, in my opinion and absolutely ridiculous and uh yes we had a protest some windows were smashed some people got arrested it's seattle it happens all the time um that's it, it wasn't a riot it wasn't a riot people are mad i i know they burned an american flag which is terrible i hate it i don't like seeing that either uh but it's still not storming a capitol building while they are uh having an election for the president all right moving past that because that's just annoying on how the news covered that uh the speaking of annoying no one i am so over i am so over this freaking bernie sanders meme we i i don't even know how it got that popular yes it was funny and for like 20 minutes um the way he was dressed and the way he was sitting and being cold, like sitting in that chair is funny, but just how did this meme get so big i don't know every single business and brand that's out there had to put bernie sitting everywhere i even i mean i did consider it for the video i was like oh maybe i put bernie sanders sitting right behind me i saw uh they had like 15 different bernie sanders sitting on james corden's uh late night show and every single restaurant had a picture of their dining room with bernie sitting in it and bernie sitting on towers with spider-man and sitting on the bus and on bridges and on every possible place you could possibly imagine was bernie sanders sitting there in the cold and i am so over it let's move past the bernie sanders memes please i don't want to see them i'm no longer liking those images on instagram intentionally it is driving me nuts it was cool for a day and now that we're on thursday uh we, we need to get onto something in the internet but i'm so curious on what it is that creates trends like this how did this meme get so big it blows my mind sometimes the most ridiculous things in our culture like just get elevated on this godly spectrum and uh bernie he got the meme treatment probably unlike any meme maybe i've ever seen i'm trying to think how many memes there, there's just not a lot that transcend culture like this and where every single person on IG is posting about it. It is driving me nuts. I'm so over the Bernie Sanders uh, meme. I, yeah, I, I wonder if he, he definitely knows. You can't not know, but uh, I'd be curious to know what his opinion was on that meme and what he thought, because I, I sometimes think of like Bernie stands for a lot of, uh, he's got a lot of strong political stances. And uh, he may or may not have been robbed in the election. Not really sure when it comes to running for president. Um, but the end for him to get this like meme treatment, it's just like, it's. I feel like it's kind of sad, right? Like he, I remember when I was going to Thailand in March, like when we got on the plane, like Bernie was going to win. He was going to be the Democratic candidate. And like by the time we had the wedding 
two weeks later, uh, it like had totally turned and Joe Biden went from like getting no votes at one state to like getting all the votes. Um, and so, uh, the meme treatment is, is a tough reward for him to get after uh, a very long year for him as well. But all right, we're going to get past Bernie Sanders. Something else that happened that's important to me that maybe not important to you. I know some of you who listen are Sounders fans, but our very own homegrown Jordan Morris signed with the Welsh squad from Swansea who are in the championship. That's one level below the Premier League. Justin Morris is going on loan from our beloved Seattle Sounders, and he will be going across the pond, as they like to say, to the UK to play for at least six months. It's until their season is ending, which is about that June timeline, and then we'll see what happens. I am rooting for you so much. Go get him, Jordan Morris. We will be cheering from you, uh, cheering for you from our homes here in Seattle because we won't be in the stadiums. And uh uh, those jerseys, though, I don't. I I thought like, should I go get a jersey? I'm not gonna get one of those jerseys. They are not very attractive. Not not my cup of tea, should I say? And uh, but that's exciting for Jordan Morris just to go to England and play soccer. I'm rooting for him. I hope he does well. I hope he uh, makes us all proud as fellow Sounders fans. Something else that happened this week, uh, as the COVID-19 vaccine is starting to roll out, a bunch of states are providing volunteer opportunities that actually gets you to jump the line to get a COVID vaccine. And so if you go and you volunteer for like four or five hours uh, at the vaccine sites, they will actually, at the end of the night, give you the vaccine as well. I actually have uh, one friend down in Arizona who owns a restaurant who got it done already, which uh, he's, he's a frontline worker as far as essential employees go working at a restaurant. And so I think it's important for him, but I have been trying to get on the list for Swedish. I'm spending a lot of time going around to local businesses. And I feel like that's something that uh, would be beneficial, right? Put me at ease and make me feel a little better about uh, all the businesses that I'm planning on interacting with over the next six months, especially. And that is related to the announcement I'll be making on next week's podcast. Stay tuned for next week's show. It should be uh, uh, I'm announcing the thing pretty much I've been working on for the last three months. And uh, so if you are curious, uh, you're not in that tier one priority list, uh, check out Swedish. It's like COVID. Uh, vaccine seattle.com or something like that and you can get on a waiting list every they open up two week windows of volunteer times and from what i hear it's just uh, administration typing in information cleaning boards whatever it is they kind of need you to do for those times and then you get the vaccine i think that's uh, a fair trade for a free vaccine but to get in, in line that's I'd be happy to donate my time in exchange for that, but we'll see. It's very competitive. Lots of people know about it now. And uh, if you're lucky enough to get on there, I uh, applaud you. Great job. I will be trying as well. Uh, looking through my list here of all the things, those, those are pretty much the, oh, there's one more. Uh, interesting moment that happened yesterday on Thursday. 
Thursday was the 21st day of the 21st year of the 21st century. Um, I also saw, and we were in the 21st hour of the day, because you do 21st hour and 21 minute and 21 second of the 21st day of the 21st year of the 21st century. I guess some that'll uh, never happen again in our lifetime, right? That's uh, kind of cool how the clock lined up like that in one very special day and very special moment. All right. Let's go to the regular scheduled programming of the show. This is now what I'm calling my weekly food roundup here at Find Me in Seattle. And I have a beef to pick here on the show today because I went to a sushi restaurant in South Lake Union called Katsuya. They uh, have been very trendy, really big, based off it's, it's a, I don't know if it's a franchise, but they're based out of LA. They opened up here in South Lake Union. I'm sure there was a lot of planning on opening up, being right there in the heart of Amazon. I assume they'll catch up, but they have gotten a lot of notoriety for where they come from. I don't know too much about the background of the story, but I got to place a beef with them because they have their online ordering integrated with Postmates and Google. I believe Google owns Postmates. And you can order all your food. It's actually extremely simple, really easy, really convenient way they set it up. But it's like got this weird integration with Postmates and there wasn't a button to add a tip to my purchase. Uh, so we ordered some food. I'll go through that in a second. And I I see the order and it's like, confirm your order. And it says tax, you know, whatever, 10% tip, $0. And there was no button to edit it. I actually cleared out my order X'd out and came back, replaced the order, and was like, why can't I edit this tip? And it turns out that Katsuya just doesn't have an integration to tip when you place your online order for their restaurant, which is just absolutely mind-blowing and uh, uh, made me pretty angry. Like That's such a disservice to your employees. I'm a huge believer that your employees are the heart and soul of your business, and they operate off tips. Tips are so important. Um, I know firsthand I've worked in restaurants my entire life before I started finding me in Seattle, and the, the tips are so important. The fact that they don't have a tipping mechanism is absolutely crazy. So you, so uh, you place the order. I place it for pickup not delivery. I go in and I ask the people there and they just kind of gave me a shrug. They're like, I know it sucks, right? Like they're, they are aware that you can't tip on there and they've just been serving people as they come. And I get that it's not typical service, but they're still doing the preparation for you. They're still putting their, their, uh, life at risk by exposing themselves to COVID-19. And so for them not to have like a simple thing and maybe uh, they did message me back because I called them out on Instagram, which I rarely do. And they say, Hey, we're going to look into it. We'll talk to Postmates because you got to be able to leave, you know, even it's a $3 tip uh, on a $50 meal, which is still not a lot of money. It, it, it goes a long way and that needs to happen. And so, uh, yeah, I got a huge beef of the week for Katsuya in South Lake Union. I hope they get that fixed. I will not be eating there uh, until they fixed it. But let's talk about the food at Katsuya. So, because the food was pretty darn good, I might say. The the highlight, one of the most popular items and something that I hadn't had before was the crispy rice with spicy tuna. And when I saw that, it had a little highlight, like one of the most popular items. Didn't really know what it was that I was ordering. But what they do is it's like a normal uh, sushi nigiri fish rice, but they 
uh, make they they bake the rice more. And so I'm not sure if they really if they bake it, if they put it in the oven, if they torch it with a gun. But it was all crispy. They have like a crispy layer on the bottom of the rice, and then it's got the spicy tuna up top. And the, the crispiness just adds a whole unique layer to that bite of fish. Absolutely delicious. Um, phenomenal bite. Highly recommend if you order and you get it to go, do not get this, the crispy rice delivered to you. You have to go pick it up in person. Uh, not only because you, you should tip, but uh, the it by the time I ate it when I got home, it it became kind of like rubbery, right? It just didn't have that same crunch. It wasn't fresh. And so that would be my one uh, pro tip to you because I don't, I don't blame Katsuya at all for that. That's on me. But uh, I bet right after they toast it, you put that thing in your mouth. It just, oh, it's so good. Very delicious. One of the most delicious things that I've had. It's something that I want to get again. But uh, like I said, I'm not going to go back there until they fix this tipping issue because that is uh, so unnecessary. Absolutely unnecessary. The other things we got were the spicy tuna wrap avocado roll. And uh, that was that was good. And the four and a half roll. Those both were, were decent. I thought they were a little small. I, I, it left me wanting a little bit more. It really left me wanting more of those crispy rice with spicy tuna. I probably could have ordered an entire meal with just those crispy rice. That's how good it was. And uh, I eventually will go back just for that one specific item. What else? I already talked about having Jerk Shack this week. Uh, highly, highly recommend Jerk Shack if you've never eaten there. Um, the plantains, so good. You can get them um, both ways. And they're absolutely delicious. Shout out to Jerk Shack uh, and Chef Trey Lamont over there. And one more place that I ate. And I'm curious to know what you think about this. And it comes down to what is the best burger in Seattle? Every single person who eats meat has an opinion about what their favorite burger is. I've seen real contentious arguments about the best burger in Seattle. A lot of people love Dick's. I grew up on In-N-Out, so Dick's really doesn't excite me all that much. And uh, But there's one burger that has been evading me, or I've been evading, I guess. The burger hasn't gone anywhere. But that is from Loretta's Northwesterner down in South Park. I've heard over and over and over again, it's the best burger in Seattle. It's so underrated. It got covered like on a Vice episode. And so it's gotten enough publicity that it's worth making a trip and trying it down there so i walk in loretta's and i believe this was the first night that dining in was actually open because the bartenders asked me they're like hey are you dining in with us i was like no way uh but haven't been in a lot of bars but i assume this is kind of normal they have the the plexiglass actually hanging from the ceiling and blocking off like in obviously they have like rectangles blocking off the direct talking to the bartender. So now the bartender has the bar that separates you plus all the hanging plexiglass. And uh, it's kind of weird because I imagine if the bar was really busy or crowded, that plexiglass is going to bounce a lot of that noise off. So that uh, actually could protect the bartenders from the noise. But ordering was really weird because I was like shouting into this um, plastic board and i felt like i needed to talk even with my mask on i needed to talk around like in the space uh so that was a little weird but um just anytime you walk into a restaurant like that that you 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 walk into loretta's 
And you can immediately feel that this place, there's a reason why it's a local icon and why people love it so much. It's just got that like divey, homey feel to it. And just very quickly, it was like, oh, this place is comfortable. It also had this like barbecue smell that was very interesting that immediately I noticed. Um, but it was very welcoming and fun. And the bartenders were absolutely fantastic and nice. And so I ordered the burger. We actually ordered uh, both the burgers, the tavern burger and the deluxe burger. And, um, got the burger. I knew it wasn't going to be as good cause it was to go. So I made sure Amanda was waiting in the car for me. We got in the car and I just like ate it right as hot as I possibly could. And I just hate, especially this year, having to kind of review food and know that it's just not living up to the standard. Like when I look at pictures of this Loretta burger and what it looked like, in its prime when dining was normal and people weren't freaking out and you could get it like on the plate sitting there like dripping with cheese just absolutely looks delicious uh you just don't get that in to go right you get it in this uh box or bag it's already starting to like steam and collect the steam inside the box and and just it's just not as as crisp and tasty and so the burger really didn't live up to the hype that i uh I mean, to the hype that's around this burger. However, I am um, trying to save my judgment in the in the beginning. I will certainly be going back. Right, twenty twenty two when dining in is normal and we're all vaccinated and whatnot. I will be going back. I will be getting a Rainier Tall Boy. I'll be sitting in one of those bar stools and uh, I'll be excited to eat that burger. And I'm sure I uh, will reference this video again and come back and say. Um, I knew it. This burger was great. Absolutely delicious. Deserves all of the applause that it's received. But if you get a burger nowadays and you got to put it in a bag and take it to go, it's just not going to live up to the hype. What food is living up to the hype? I really haven't had a lot of meals this year that was like, oh my gosh, this was way better than dining in. I think it's it's near impossible to actually do. And so uh, Loretta's Northwesterner, I appreciate you guys. Thank you so much for surviving and battling this out. And I feel like you're going to be there when the world switches back on and we're all back outside and we're all socializing again. That's a place that we really can't afford to lose. If I referenced my episode last week about businesses, we can't afford to lose. Uh, but the burger, I'm going to give it an asterisk because it was to go and it's pandemic. And I expect that next time I return and I dine in, it is going to blow me away and, and the hype will be real, but I want to be truthful with you guys. It's kind of what I thought was uh, the review about, about both burgers and uh, Oh man, Loretta's. Okay. So normally I do a feature business of the week. Maybe that's not what we're going to do this week because um, I, I don't want to give them that title really. Uh, but one of the businesses that I went to that was really interesting this week was Sean Kemp's cannabis in Belltown. It's on the corner there of like first and Denny giant Sean Kemp mural got all the green got supersonics gear all over the place. Uh, they've got NBA jam arcade games. They, the, uh, placards for all the pricing are like little basketball. All the details are really cute and everything. And it's been getting all of this hype as Seattle's first black owned cannabis store. And you hear that and you're like, Whoa, that's so cool. Good for them. Like I want, that's a business I want to go support. However, find out once you dig in the little details, Sean Kemp, who, because of his name, they're getting that title black owned business only owns like five to 10% of, 
the dispensary. That, that's pretty much just they are paying to use his name and use his likeness, and he's got a percentage, and the the you know a bunch of other people own the business and operate the business and, and run the show there. And so it made me a little skeptical. However, I will line that with uh, customer service was actually great. Product selection, abundant, so much. Uh, it's well spaced out, which is really nice. So during COVID times, it's actually, uh, they're limiting the amount of people you come in that you never feel claustrophobic whatsoever. And then when you look in the back, um, they pretty much have sample products all throughout the store. And you're like, I want, you know, purple haze. And then they place the order in the back. Someone runs in the back. Um, they kind of have a whole like delivery ticket system really well organized, uh, well-defined, easy process and a cool store. But, uh, just, just, I felt a little weird about the title and all the headlines I got about this black owned business. And then it just like, um, it, it just feels a little, a little sleazy. And I'm excited that when we have a true black owned dispensary, um, cannabis shop in the store, that that place will get, um, all of the credit that it deserves because, um, uh, it's a small step. Let's give them credit. It's a small step, but I'm really looking forward to, to the one that is really owned by, um, a black person. I think the city deserves it. I think that would be really cool to have. I know there's other ones outside of the Seattle area as well. Um, but Sean Kemp cannabis, um, I guess technically your feature business, but, um, cool. just a cool experience. Haven't been to a lot of weed shops at all the last couple of years, really. And so to walk into that one and, and see what it's about was, was cool. All right, that concludes this week's episode. It is Friday, January 22nd. I am your host, Connor Kaysen. Thank you so much, everyone that's out there listening. Thank you for your reviews. Thank you for your feedback. Thank you for your messages. Thanks for touching base. Wherever it is that we've connected, I really appreciate you. Thank you so much. I wish you the best in this coming week and weekend or whenever you're listening to this. Um, I hope you can just take a few minutes and enjoy the blessings that you have in your life because it feels like the world's on fire, but sometimes you just got to remember that we all have uh, blessings, whether it's food on the table, the house that we live in, the partner that we have with us. There are always things to be thankful for. And so just... Just a friendly reminder of those things. Thanks for listening. I appreciate you. I will be back next week as always. See ya.